Hey everybody, good evening and welcome to Kingdom Conversations where we have prophetic and supernatural encounters with the Word of God. I am Pastor Lindsay Lee of Astounding Love, a Global Church Fellowship and probably for the last time, at least until the holidays, we are broadcasting from my living room. And so I want to welcome you into uh, this part of my home. We're going to pray. We're going to listen to the things that Holy Spirit has to say. Get your cup of tea or coffee or whatever and uh, settle in. Get your Bible, your notebook, and your pen. And let's find out what kind of notes you'll be taking tonight as we listen to the conversation or we tune into the conversation that the Holy Spirit wants to have with us. Let's start with prayer and then we'll take it from there. Father, we bless you. We praise you. I say that a lot and it's true every single time. I hear, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So constantly, constantly we're blessing you. Constantly, constantly we're thanking you. Constantly, continually giving praise to you, recognizing you, calling upon you, and all of the other wonderful things that take place. Lord, I bless the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. I bless your name, Lord Jesus. For you are good to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for leading this conversation, taking us where heaven wants us to go tonight, opening up our ears and our eyes and our hearts and all of us to be able to receive the engrafted word of God that is able to save our souls, change us, transform us, bring us into the reality of the kingdom of God and all of the other things that you have desired to do. <laughs> Thank you. I incline my ears to hear. I bow my heart to receive and to release. And I thank you for the time that I've been able to spend with you this day. And thank you for everything that you pour out to us tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen. Before I get going too much, I want to say happy birthday to Birdie. Our very own Birdie. This is a shout out. Happy birthday to you. Miss Birdie, I love you very much. I've already told you on text, and I've told you on Facebook, and now I'm telling you live. And so I pray it's been a spectacular day for you. And I also pray that you receive whatever God is saying to you, that this is your year of fruition and manifestation of things that you have waited for for a long time. That is my birthday release of prayer um, to you. And I'm sure that the Father has very creative ways to bring to pass his desires in your life. And if anybody else is celebrating a birthday on this first day of September, we want to say a blessed happy birthday to you as well throughout the month. There's a lot of people that I know that are September babies. So if I started name uh, dropping, it would be a while. So all you September babies, blessed happy birthday. And as we get closer to those days, we'll tell you again and again. Because I think after 31 days in August, you can't hear it too often. It's a, it's a great thing because they're celebrating your life. And that's actually a nice segue because life is probably uh, one of the things that will come into uh, one of the conversations for tonight. So we'll see how all of that kind of stuff goes, okay? All right, let me see. I'm working with something new here with the iPad. Okay, well, I just name dropped it. Anyway, the tablet. So... <laughs> But we'll see how this goes. I want to talk about, oh, I, I think a few things. Last night was the final night for this season, I believe, that I 
had the honor of hosting our Apostle Dr. Baker's program, Really Telling It Like It Is. Um, it was formerly known as Tuesday Night Chat, but now it's really called Really Telling It Like It Is. And one of the topics that we talked about was kingdom business. But we talked about kingdom business from the perspective of vision, and we also talked about it from the perspective of being supernatural. To me, that's a perfect segue for kingdom conversations because everything about the kingdom of God is supernatural. It's all based upon him, his person, his, his identity that he has given to us. But I question how often we really live in the kingdom, um, live from the kingdom and really see things from that perspective. I've been on a number of, the number is two, Zoom calls today. And I have also had time of fellowship by way of texting and I think maybe a little dialogue with individuals. And much of it has been about the Word of God and it has been about life and living in the kingdom. Because to me that is one of the most important conversations we can have in this era, this time that we're in. Because the kingdom of God is being made known. Those that have scoffed and mocked about it and have just really walked in ignorance and sometimes fear of an unknown thing because it really rocks your world, it shakes all of the religious foundations and it's very uncomfortable for individuals that want to be, to just maintain, be alive and maintain and just kind of live a life with a little sprinkle of Christianity. Well, the kingdom of God wrecks that, absolutely wrecks it. Takes everything off axis and gives you a different way of looking. I could use uh, management words like paradigm and, and, and this and that and vision and clarity. And that's good that I did because those are the three words we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about vision. We're going to talk about clarity. I want to welcome my friends from Texas. I want to welcome my friends from all over the United States of America or even outside of the country because I have friends in Canada that sometimes are able to tune in. So to wherever you happen to be today, this is a very important message and I believe the Spirit of the Lord will draw you to it because, hey, I can't really tell you what we're going to talk about because it's going to come out of my mouth and I'm going to be just as surprised as you are. But I do know that when you get the opportunity to spend that time with him, he absolutely floods you with himself. And out of that flow will come words that are good for all of us. So let's start with the word vision. When we talk about success, being successful in life, being successful in your business enterprises, being successful in ministry, being successful in relationships, and all of them are really relationships. And I notice that I talk a lot about marriage these days. And I honestly believe it's because the Bible tells us that the bride makes herself ready. And that the great wedding that we want to prepare for is the marriage of the, of, of the bridegroom and the, and the bride, the, the, the bride of Christ. So it's coming up in dialogue more, but there are also things that those that are anticipating it or planning one or whatever that you can, you can take in as even living in this, what we call natural world and natural life. But if I talk to you about marriage from the kingdom, then we're gonna, going to have to talk about it from a supernatural vantage point. You cannot just be talking about the usual We've only just begun white lace promises and, and uh, 
at a cake and so forth. You're going to have to talk about it from the perspective of covenant. You're going to have to talk about it from the perspective of assignment. We have to talk about it from the point of view of God who has a purpose for everything that he has us do. So let me just put that one out there. Those of you that are planning to marry or dreaming about marriage, don't dream about marriage uh, or rather don't waste the dream. Take it to the place of vision. Get God's picture. Those of you that are already married and you're in a rut, possibly it's because you have no vision. You don't have God's vision for your marriage. You, you don't have for your marriage assignment. And it gets so exciting when you talk about that, your life assignment. One does not disappear in the other so that only one person's vision or one person's ideas are what you follow. The, the, that's not what the Bible says at all. If God put a vision in a man and he put a vision in a woman and then he brings those two together, that's supposed to be a meshing, an enmeshing of it so that everything that they dream about is accomplished. Everything that they have seen is going to come to pass because God has put in each person the capacity to expand and then to exchange and to work alongside one another to to do the things that need to be done. And I think that that is something that maybe we get so caught up in, in uh, uh, some of the other dynamics, which I do agree with, but we have to be well-rounded, not... Um, when you're single-minded, you're well-rounded in the vision that you're seeing. You've determined that this is the direction that we are going to go. We have settled it that we're going to follow after God and we're not going to follow after any other voice. And so we're going to labor together, co-labor together to get the vision and pray it all the way through. I know I talked about that last night, but it's, it's definitely worth repeating. You don't just do an entry-level prayer. You don't just do the prayer to get the manifestation of the thing itself. Like, oh, I got a car, or I got this, or I got that. It's like, great, now pray it all the way through to the pink slip. Pray it all the way through to the mortgage. Pray it all the way through to the victory. Don't stop at, I got it, praise God, and walk away from the prayer time. Get him, keep him in what he started. Scripturally, yes, there is scripture for that. The good work that God began, he will bring to completion. So if you got a car and you got car payments, you're not done. Pray it all the way through to the pink slip. Are you catching what I'm saying? Okay, you signed a note, great. That's, all, that's what you did. So now pray the note through. Call that thing paid in full and do not relent. Get a clear vision of the, of the, of the thing, whatever the desire has been, of it going all the way through to completion, to the sign-off, to the signature that says God did this. God did this. Not just I got a car, but I have a car paid in full. It's a nice car. It's a luxury car. It's whatever kind of vehicle it is that you want. But everything that God does, you have to say, hey, this was a good work he began, but he's going to take it all the way to the end. Cross the, uh, break the tape. Cross the finish line. So whoever you are, don't stop. I'm just telling you, I'm telling us all, you know, somebody, something you started to pray. Well, I've just been doing a little bit of this. When you're praying for somebody's breakthrough, keep going till it breaks. 
When you get the release on the inside, that's when the rejoicing starts. You rejoice in the end, in the beginning. You rejoice all the way through, and you really are cheering when you have broken the tape. I think we do too many partials. I'll let that sit. We do too many partials. I started this. I started that. I'm a writer. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. I have a plethora of works in progress. That's what we call them, little whips. <laughs> works in progress. And some are more finished than the others. And some I just have a sentence, an idea, a sketch of something. Now you're letting that brew, simmer on the inside, incubate. And it's, it has to grow because every sentence is a, is a part of, it's a seed, if you will. It's the beginnings of something, but it's not the full planting of it, nor is the harvest. But it is where we start in a creative process. And so the same thing may be true of painters or dancers or um, songwriters, lyricists, whatever you happen to be, uh, architects, you're building something, you're creating a business, you have the beginnings of something great. The greatness, however, is only seen when you seek first the kingdom of God, which means you seek God himself. And you seek to do this from the kingdom way, from above into the earth, not from the earth trying to pray it up to heaven and trying to get it to happen. Everything has to change. There's your paradigm shift. Everything that you do on a kingdom, from a kingdom life even having a kingdom conversation has to come from above and it enters into this atmosphere. It doesn't come from the earth. It's like, well, I'm going to send a prayer up to heaven. And my question again, if you're not born from above, I understand why you would say that from terra firma to, to the uh, spiritual um, uh, celestial, you're going to do that. But if you are born from above, that's not where it begins because you're seated in that heavenly place and your prayer release your word release are spirit words from the spirit realm from the ultimate spirit realm that are entering into this atmosphere at the sound speed of sound speed of light uh, the speed of God operating and working things out so when you or I get this car in the earth let's go back to that you're not praying from the earth to get the car paid for. You'll be making those payments for the whole five years if you're doing it that way. Pray from the spirit realm. Go in that realm and ask the Holy Spirit, what does the pink slip look like on this car? Can I have that? And then you start from there. When you see it, you know it's yours. You know it's yours. And I'm helping somebody because evidently somebody was asking this question, well, how do I do this? This is how you're doing it. You do it from the heavenlies, the good work that he began in you. See, you do it with the word of God. It's not just uh, that. And I'll, I'll give you this. So where's that scripture at, Pastor Ron Well, I'm so glad you asked me that. I'm going to actually just go ahead and go to it. <laughs> That's a joke. Okay. <laughs> I crack myself up with that. I, I tell you, I, honestly, I have so many scriptures in my head in just this moment that I couldn't bit more. I know it's in Philippians what I'm looking for, but I, I, I can't necessarily tell you everything because I'm kind of going there. But anyway, let's go 1-6. Philippians 1-6 is where I want to go. 
He said, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm thinking Philippians 2 and Philippians 4, so I, I'm telling you, I knew it was Philippians, but let me read it to you in the Amplified uh, translation, and we'll see what that one says. So the Amplified says, and I am convinced, sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. It's not over when you first start. It's got to be when you see how it ends. What's the end game for this? Why? Because that means that every obstacle, every hindrance, every um, um, spirit that tries to get in the way if you've seen the end from the beginning, which is how God does it, he shows you the end from the beginning. When you see that, you're unstoppable in the things that you, you pursue. Um, I had actually read that scripture um, a little bit uh, earlier today, but I read a lot of them. So um, let me see what else I can give you. Do I have any questions on that, by the way? Because perfectly we, we've, answered, um, we've answered that question. Okay. So what I wanted to do, I'm also going to look this one up for you real quick. Um, Isaiah 41, it says, uh, no, that's not what I want. Isaiah 46, declaring the end and the result from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure and purpose. And Isaiah 48, 3, God said, I've declared from the beginning the former things which happened in times past that they went forth from my mouth and I made them known then suddenly I did them and they came to pass says the Lord where was that scripture Isaiah 48 verse 3 <clears throat> I read it again I have declared from the beginning the former things which happened in times past it says that they went forth from my mouth and I made them known then suddenly I did them and they came to pass says the Lord do you have a question yeah, so what was the first scripture? Isaiah 46? Uh, the other one I read was Isaiah 46.10, or as Bernie would say, Isaiah 46.10, declaring the end, the result from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my purpose shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure and purpose. And there you see, it lines up with Philippians. Again, it says, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you both the power and the will to do for his good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. So it's always what he desires to do, to bring to pass the promises and, and so forth. Now, it calls for discipline on our part. It's not just a, a little cakewalk where you can eat all the cake you want and it's calorie and sugar-free. No, that's not how it works. It works with you taking on the fullness of what he is uh, saying and taking on the relationship and taking on the the uh, intimacy that he wants so that these things never have you but you have all things to richly enjoy you see but all things to richly enjoy is not all about things it's not all about acquisition of uh, toys I call them our, our houses and our this and our that that's not what it's about it's the 
It's all things to richly enjoy, including everything, every word that has proceeded out of the mouth of God to do things according to the level, that standard that he has established. I richly enjoy being able to share the word of God. I richly enjoy getting to release the life of God from within and then having it enter into someone else and, and seeing sicknesses and diseases leave, depart, bow, and back off because the presence of God, spending time with him, and then coming out of that, that chamber where you have been loved on, where you have been disciplined, where you have been instructed, where you have been straightened out, where you have been... Uh, brought to a place of correction and then aligned properly so that when we come out, we function the way that he wants to flow through us and out of us and into the lives of other people. I richly enjoy watching the power of the Holy Spirit at work through me. That's like, what? You did that through me? I got to be a participant in the heavenly divine plan and the impartation. I, an earthen vessel, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I, an earthen vessel, am carrying this treasure of life of God, which, who? I am expandable so that I can take in more of him. I am the only vessel, we humans are the only vessel with the capacity to receive the life of God and be expanded by it without blowing up. Mm. It's pretty awesome, I think. All right. So that's what it is. That's that's the, the richness of it. Oh, and I get to drive a cool car too. You know, last weekend, if you if you ever watch uh, my stuff on Facebook, I posted that Crystal and I were taking a road trip. Well, we were going to go visit our sister who um, had to say goodbye to her mom. Her mom passed away on my birthday. And I felt that, wow, we were going to go see her. And we, I, everybody that knows us, we're all in agreement. Yes, by all means, let's go. Let's hug our friend. Let's love our friend. And so we were renting a car. Just, I because we didn't want to put the miles on our own. We just wanted to do something a little different um, without having to go through stuff. You know how it is. If you don't, it's okay. Here's why. God orchestrated it. And when we went to the car rental to do the things that we were supposed to do, what we discovered was that the car that they had for us wasn't available. They had rented it to somebody else. So, upgrade! They upgraded us to a convertible. They... <laughs> And so they asked us, well, do you want the little sedan or do you want the convertible? We said, let's see the convertible because we needed to see. When they brought that out, oh, yeah, sign, let's do this. And so off we went down to Southern California in this little convertible, uh, two-door convertible. Now, we were going on the mission. We were going to go love on somebody that we care about deeply. We were going to be with our friend. And we were going to do it whether we drove my car, Crystal's car, or any other. But we had opted to rent, as I said. And and I can tell you, the steps were ordered of God. So he upgraded us. All things to richly enjoy. Fun along the way of kingdom business. Fun along the way of compassion. Fun along the way of releasing the love of God. And receiving the love of God back. It wasn't a one-sided thing. We needed to see her. We needed to be able to be with her. And just as much I would say as she needed us, we needed each other. It wasn't charity. Apostle Baker had said something that I thought was very powerful. God 
uh, released it from her when somebody was telling her, well, I'm praying for your ministry. And she said, then you're praying for yourself. And the person was like, no, I'm praying for you. She's like, well, are you a part of the body of Christ? Yes, I am. Well, then if you're praying for me, if you're praying for us, you're praying for you because we're one body. It's not a separate body. When we pray for healings or release the words of healing, that's the way I want to put that. When we pray for one another, we're praying for ourselves just as much because your success is my success. That's kingdom success. And that is at the pinnacle of the heart of God that we start to see ourselves as being one body instead of a bunch of parts. Okay? That's in uh, 1 Corinthians probably 12 or 14. One body, many parts. I think it might be 14. Um, or it's, it's 12. It's not the love chapter. So it's between the two. Just read on for three. Read 12, 13, and 14. And you'll get the full gist of this. But what I'm saying is that it's time to cease and desist from seeing the body of Yeshua, of Jesus Christ, as being a separate entity from him and from one another. The Bible says that we were created to be one new man not a whole bunch of them. And so you no longer get to talk about what color that man is because that man is God color, okay? You can't anymore separate yourself, divide yourself by gender or divide yourself by your skin tone or your ethnicity because in the, in the body of Yeshua, that stuff is not going to, it, it, it doesn't factor into it. That's the house we live in and the communities that we serve and the people. But we do it while continuing to maintain identity in the kingdom of God and not any longer according to the formation of a secular standard. And if I just took your ethnicity away, I didn't really. What we did is straightened out and got ourselves in alignment so that our theology aligns with the kingdom and then we can be very powerful within the ethnicity, within the community, if you will, because we are not dragged down and handcuffed to a man-made identity. We are flowing in the power of the kingdom of God and that's what we were designed to do. So the other scripture that I was talking to, uh, looking at somewhere I was looking uh, nope I guess those were the ones I wanted okay so I'll come to something else later yes oh you wanted first Corinthians 12 no 18 to 20 did I for That's what you we're talking about oh, okay so first Corinthians 12 18 and 20 mm -hmm. is what uh, crystal said so that's uh, the scripture that I was saying. And remember this too, Revelation, let me finish about the end from the beginning. Revelation 21.6 tells you that he is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. So you see what I'm saying? His victory was foretold before he ever started. The fact that he would do what he would do happened uh, before. Even in Ecclesiastes 3.11 says he's made everything beautiful in its time. He also has planted eternity in men's hearts and minds. Yet so that men cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. You can't do it independent of him, my love. He declares again the end, the result from the beginning. He says it. He says, this is what I've called you to. And then he takes you on the walk, the journey with him to get to the fulfillment of it. So again, pray that mortgage all the way to the end. Don't say it's going to be a 20, 30, 40 year mortgage. Keep praying. Keep speaking for that, um, that piece of paper that says this is what we own. This is the ownership papers you want to own in the kingdom we, we, <laughs> we occupy, we possess, we take hold of. We don't just 
settle for doing things the way we would have done it independent of God. Now we are in him, with him, and he's working through us so that this is how we are able to do it. And I kept calling it a thing. So Crystal said, make sure I tell you, it's the title deed. That's what I was talking about. Thank you. So uh, get a clear vision. Not uh, Here you are. You're doing a, a um, um, uh, body change. So you want to build muscles. I'm starting to do more with the arms now so that I can get the, the clearly defined. Now, I already know what they look like. So it has to manifest. It has to be seen because I, when you see it in the spirit realm, when God shows you the picture of what he has in mind, you are to understand that that means it's real. It actually exists. If it did not exist, you could not see it. What you're looking at is in the timeless or what they sometimes refer to as the invisible realm. But once you see it, it becomes a tangible thing. I'm not going to get into too much of um, um, quantum physics tonight, but that is the observer effect. Once you've seen it, it has come into formation and it can no longer just free float. It has formed into a substance. Faith is the substance of the things hoped for. So by faith, I looked. And then it wasn't just that I looked by faith, I saw. And what I saw by that faith, that hope became a hope, an expectation of it being the truth, being seen, of it manifesting. So that's the way that, that that's a quick uh, way, because I could take a while, and I, I know a Bible uh men and women of God, apostolic, prophetic, my Lord, they could take this someplace and I would love to hear them do it because then I get to extract from them and I would get to teach it even on a on a on a, on another level, a, a more in-depth level than what I can do right now. But what I am, I'm going to repeat a certain aspect of it so you understand. When God reveals to you something of his intent, he declares his intention. It really has stemmed from something that you've read because the vision, um, the picture comes from the seeds. This is the seeds. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so you'll be reading this and you may have asked him, I was in, uh, I was in John 3, one of the books I was reading today, and I started wondering, well, what do you mean by that? What are you saying? What, what, what does this mean? And as I started to pray into it a little bit, I, I also look at, sometimes I, I typically read King James or New King James because it's a lot easier to do the research on some of the words, but I'll also look at different translations. And as I started looking at some of the other translations, it started to form, but I don't have the clear picture yet. So what that says to me is keep praying in the spirit. Keep praying. Now, when I say in the spirit, I mean keep praying the language that he speaks. Pray the language of the Spirit. It's not just tongues uh, for the sake of tongues. I know people mock that, but that's your ignorance showing because God is talking. And so you want to pray in the language of the Spirit and release the perfect word that, that doesn't uh, require your brain trying to analyze it. You're going to pray without ceasing the way he wants to say it because he is articulating what the book of Romans tells you this, but we don't know how to pray as we ought. 
but the spirit himself makes intercession causes those things those those um intersections to cross causes those those seemingly impossible scenarios to actually take formation and in that um, process of doing that the pictures start to come forth on the inside of us and suddenly what we could not see we do begin to see you know when i pray and i'll come back to that i have been being taught by the spirit of god step into that and go see where it's going so what, what, is that, what does that mean? That means that when I release a word, if I'm praying in the spirit, I'm praying in tongues, I want to know, and I'm praying scripture, I'm praying the word of God, I'm reading this word and praying it aloud. I want to know where these words are going. God said in Jeremiah, he said, my words do not return. And also he spoke in Isaiah. My words don't come back to me unfulfilled. They prosper in the things whereinto I have sent them. And I hasten, Jeremiah, I hasten over my word. I hover over it. I brood over it. I, 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 I am the one that I'm, I'm um, germinating it. I'm giving it the power to be reproduced in the earth. Genesis 1 tells you that, verse 1, uh, in the beginning where God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was out form. It was void and darkness was over the face of the earth. And keep going verses 2 and 3. And God, his spirit hovered. That word actually vibrated. He did all these things over the face of the earth as all of the fullness of what he had was, was being set up to be released out of one simple phrase, light be, which meant, bam, here I am on the scene. Not the sun, not the moon, not the stars, because we hadn't even come to the day of creation where those things were made. So the only possible light God could have been releasing into the universe, into the atmosphere, is himself. When he released light, he released life, L-I-F-E. Whose life? His life. And that is what he sent into the atmosphere. And then in the midst of life and light, creation came forth. So when you talk about being a light being, spirit emanated from there, word that is spirit that started to spring up because the earth was primed to receive this life from God. It was the seeds were there and instant harvest, 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 let there be, and it was so. And well, it was so lets you know it didn't come in time because sun moon stars remember the things he put in the earth and he put into the sky and said let these be the parameters of a 24 7 365 if it was 365 i don't know what it was but i'm telling you that when his creation began it was it started outside of time the ability to create outside of time was established by him saying, light be. Wow, God, that is awesome. I think that's very incredible. Mm -hmm. Because that means that we, this law of first mention, as some would re refer to it as, we were not given just the ability to create in time, but we were granted the authority to create outside of time which is why you get your dreams, your visions, your building plans, and all of the other <coughs> stuff from outside.
from the spirit realm, from the unseen realm, and then it cascades into the seen realm. So, wow, that's a cool conversation. I like that. And all this is about getting a clear vision. Whose vision? God's vision. See it from his perspective and keep seeing it from his perspective because he has that ability to take it from beginning to end. And that's that conversation. Do I have any questions before we go on? Okay, I'll take that as a no. Uh, from the folks that are outside, but Crystal, do you have any? Uh, no, no. Or any comments that you want to make? Because it doesn't necessarily have to be. Well, the part about the discipline. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I guess that's a part of the process, too. Mm -hmm. um, it's really, you have to push into, this is not something that comes lightly. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So it's something that you really have to push into or, I mean, it get, I don't want to say push into, but um, because you said it's a discipline. It is a discipline. It's a discipline, but it comes from obedience. Okay. It comes from obedience. It comes from a willingness to do things the way God wants them done. Okay. It comes from everything that he has said. Mm -hmm. Look at Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He also has planted eternity in men's hearts and minds. It's a divinely, the Amplified says, a divinely implanted sense of purpose working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy, yet so that men cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. And what he means is it's nobody can see the end. You know, you can have a nefarious plan. You can have a dastardly, I love these words, you can have a dastardly kind of plot and you think you're going to pervade the atmosphere with evil. And so your vision for evil or to, to do somebody dirty or whatever it might be, you got this picture in your head and you just know how it's going to end. The problem is, is that your vision doesn't go far enough because you don't know what God has already put into the earth that is going to short circuit you and it's going to absolutely stop you in your tracks. Even if you succeed in doing somebody else dirty, you won't succeed. And continuing on, you're doomed to fail because God has already put, from the beginning, he put that end to the plots of the wicked. And so it has to be at a certain place. You're going to come face to face with him. Why? Because you follow the voice of disobedience and rebellion. And so you are headed on a path, a collision course with righteousness, and you're going to lose. In the same way, if you or I have determined within ourselves, get this settled inside, I'm going to obey God. Every word that proceeds, I don't live by bread alone. Matthew 4, 4 is one of the places where this is, I do not live by bread alone. I live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I only do, I've chosen to have the standard of my life be the truth of God as my only source. And I'm going to follow him. So therefore, if he says turn left when I when everybody else tells me right is the correct direction to go, I'm going to turn left, which doesn't look like 
the right thing to do, but it's the obedient thing to do. It's really funny. We were on our way home after our weekend down in our day uh, down in Southern California, and we were going to put gas in the car. I've never seen such a, it was the most ridiculous thing just to go find a gas station, which were like every other block. You could find a gas station, but everyone we went to is like, I drove the car on the wrong side of the thing, and you try to turn around, there's this long line. It's like, oh, we're not gonna wait here, we're gonna go here, we're gonna go here. We, I think we went to three gas stations before we finally ended up at one, and even them was on the wrong side of the thing, but turned the car around, and was like, this is ridiculous that it would take this long to get gas except that there was a divine encounter, an appointment that was waiting for us. Somebody had a need that God wanted to meet. And we were discombobulated just enough um, in terms of what we normally would have done. Just something very simple, stop, get the gas, get on the freeway, head on home. But that's not what happened. Instead, somebody had been praying. Somebody, God, wanted to meet a need. And because we happened to be in a place that we were not scheduled, we didn't schedule to be, we should have been long gone. We should have been on the road. But it didn't happen that way because God had a plan for a intersection between him and him. Something he was doing to take care of one person that he was going to work through another. And those paths had to intersect in order for the will of God to be done. Now, what was our obedience? Our obedience was not complaining. We did not murmur. We did not bicker. I tell you, it's miraculous that Crystal and I <laughs> spent all that time together. There was not one single clash. There was like, no, we cooperated. When I went to get my pickles, she sat in the car. When she went to get her chicken, I sat in the car. It was whatever needed to be. And it was peaceful. It was beautiful. And it was fun. It was fun. We on the road fellowshiped and we ride back and forth to, to San Jose on a regular basis when we're in, in house and you know in, in the studio sanctuary. We ride together two days a week to go and do the things that we do. But this was like the first time in a very long time that we just went to go to and we missed you know our other friends but it wasn't that way for this particular trip and the fellowship and the encounters with the Holy Spirit and the talk it was an obedient conversation it didn't go here there and 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 far in into stuff that he didn't want to talk about we talked about the things and I can push you and can kind of get on a person's nerves if they put their nerves out there for me then I will step on them I promise it because teach nerves like eggshells people oh, I'm walking on eggshells I, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells I'm like I'm gonna smash them you shouldn't have them out there pick those things up and put them in the garbage don't be putting them down there for a barrier for me because I will walk on them not a problem anyway so I can do that and just hit hit a nerve you know and I did <laughs> I did but you know what was awesome was that our hearts were humbled and we wanted to hear from the Spirit of God. This is all answering your question, Chris, because this is about obeying Him, choosing the path of obedience so that even when things get tough, we hit a, a moment where things got tough and, and flesh wanted to, we were talking about uh, obstacles and how, how these things seem to spring up. It's like they only sprung up and we find them to be difficult because we didn't pray through. 
This is where we kind of got this. You got to pray this thing through. You can't just say, well, we're going to, um, we're just going to kind of play it by ear. No, you know, we use the, the map. We use the, 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 the app to get to the hotel that we were going to. The hotel, the, the app showed us the end from the beginning. It showed us that your destination is X number of miles away. It's going to take such this amount of time. We took two extra hours, but that's kind of how we roll sometimes. And uh, and um, this is your end, but this is your starting point. So in order to get to the end, you're going to start from here and you're going to go through. It would tell us, I mean, this app was amazing. It told us, veer to the left, don't go to the right. It actually did, that was a thing. And when we veered to the left, because you could have did, did either, it was a fork in the road, but both paths led to the same. But we did what the app told us to do, and we looked over to the right, and the traffic was backed up. We would have been delayed by another half an hour. But just by just obeying the instructions, we just sailed on by and kept going, okay? And so that's the type of thing we're talking about. There's a way that seems right to you, but it's not the way God said, so it's not the right way. That's what obedience in the kingdom is about. It seems like a good idea, but God did not tell me to do it. In fact, God has already given me instructions and I'm not gonna change the path. I'm not gonna change the course. That's the walk of obedience. And that's what pushes you to get ahead of where you might normally be. You'll reach your destination because you see the end in sight and you're listening and letting the Holy Spirit speak through you to clear the path so that the obstacles themselves, he's already provided the way of escape so that you can come out and you stay in love. You stay in the spirit when your flesh says it's 100 degrees out here and it's just too hot to do this. You know, you tell your flesh, shut up in your face and you keep going in the way of God. It's not what would Jesus do. It's Jesus, you in me. Let's do what you want to do. And that makes the difference. It doesn't take on the religious persona. It takes on the victory, the overcoming life. This is what we're called to do and to be. And so again, I say you have a vision. I was talking about like building muscles or you have you want to reduce your body or improve something on it or you know whatever it is that you're going to do get the vision cease and desist from just wishing it would happen that's not a plan god what does it look like what does it look like and once you start to see it then you can go through it i was sharing with a friend you know i'm going to talk to the single people now the ones that are desiring to be married. Um, I don't know how many of you come from old time religion and stuff where they tell you, write a list of all of the qualities that you look for in the ideal mate. I like to add and then put a checkbox next to it to see how many of those qualities you actually have. Because a lot of times it can be a Santa Claus list. And I, I think I wrote about that in the book. I did write about that in, my, in the book too. But it's, it's not to be a Santa Claus list. And so one day I was kind of going through that. I was crushing on somebody. This is probably about four years ago. Yeah, about four or five years ago now. And um, somebody that just seemed very ideal to me. And the Spirit of the Lord said, I want you to write some things down. What he wasn't telling me to do is say they're this kind of height and they built like this and they do this that wasn't the list at all he was saying go through my word and pray now I want you to write what you see write what's 
I'm putting in your heart. And so I did not write a mate checklist. What I got instead was a description. It's a list of the things that this particular person is, the, the man that I um, am set to marry. So what, what am I, no, no, get that out of your head, that's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying is God created a description so that as the pathway crosses, you can't miss it. Now before he did that, he gave me a different vision that was not clear, but has, start, has begun to be clear. And what was that? His vision of me. He wasn't giving me a picture of a dream man. He was giving me the picture of the real man that he has designed that I am the other part of, that I'm a, we're part of the same. And so what you do, now, let me say this. That doesn't mean that I'm walking around with this list. <laughs> you know, looking at this man, that man, and every man going, do you fit this? Is this, well, you got one, two, seven, ah, oh, rats, you don't have this one. You know, <laughs> I can't even imagine doing anything that goofball. Uh, maybe once upon a time I might have, uh, not really. I, I don't even think I would, uh, yeah, maybe. Anyway, that's not what you do. Instead, what you're doing, and let me see if I can find um, something. You get God's picture of you. I've mentioned this before. You're in here. You're in here. You will find things like the good work that you've begun in me, or I let patience have its perfect work in me. And that becomes a vision of God. You start to see what you look like, allowing patience to have her perfect work in you. You start to see what you look like in the eyes of God when you are walking. Um, let's see if I can find this one. When you start walking with Him the way that He wants things to be done. Are you? Am I making sense? It's it's not a list. It's not a dream list. It's not a um, um, it's not a checklist. It's a description. It's the vision of you. It's things that have been written in his book about you that he is saying this is what you look like to me this is what uh, you this is how you are you you a uh, soft answer turns away wrath and all of a sudden you see yourself speaking softly instead of sharply I'm not saying that there's not a time for a, pre a precision cut but you see yourself speaking the way that the Spirit of the Lord wants to say things and so you, you see yourself. Let me see. I'm going to share a little bit of this one. I found it. Um, I wrote into this one. God shows me myself. I don't need to let y'all see all that. Okay. <laughs> he showed me as musical, creative, loving. I'm sweet. I'm vibrant. I'm alive to him. I overflow with his love for me. And I overflow with his love for others. He sees me as one that is filled with his success. It's never anything that's secular. It's never anything that you can acquire through the world. He sees me as one that lives the dream, the purpose, and the desires that he has placed in me as a writer and as a business professional. He sees me blessing others in my wake. So what do I do? I have a heart that just springs forward. I want to be a blessing to people. I choose to be 
have that soft answer to the individual and very sharp toward the things of the demonic that are trying to come against. I use my sword on behalf of people, not on people. I don't stab you with the sword of the spirit, the word of God. And I, my tongue is no longer bitter and sweet. It can't have both things coming out. And so you start seeing yourself as one. Sweet water comes out of me. Love comes out of me. Joy comes out of me. Truth comes out of me. My tongue speaks truth with his law of kindness. You see those things in the word and you say, wow, that's me. And as that started happening, and I'll share something with you. When he gave me these pictures, I was in a very broken place in my life. I had been thrown away again and uh, by somebody that I just thought was so significant. Well, I wasn't significant to them. In fact, I was a throwaway. So they discarded me and I sat there feeling like garbage, dung on a hill actually. And I've shared that uh, time or two. Right now, that's not where I want to stay, but we can come back to that another day if you need to. But what he was saying is that's not how I see you. I saw myself through the eyes of one that found me worthless. God said, it's the wrong point of view. I want you to see yourself, your life through the eyes of the one that treasures you. And once you start to do that, the description of who you are, and then when he gives you the description of your mate or uh, a business, because it's not just marriage, but the business, or he gives the two uh, people in the marriage the vision of themselves in the marriage. What do you look like as a husband? What do you look like as a wife? Not just a wife, not just a husband, but the husband and the wife to that particular person. So you get the outline of things and you get a really beautiful picture of how God sees you because see again supernatural you may not even be that I mean typically you're not that when you get it but when you start to see the heart of God flowing in you and working in you you will begin to change because you're going to submit to the vision the clear vision comes from God it doesn't come from your you yourself it comes from his word everything you have need of everything that you and i are it's in the word the things the word of god the word of the kingdom the things that we're not the malfunctioning of our lives the 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 the, the bitterness and the evil that's not here that's not his description of you or me or anyone else people may choose to be that but god didn't call you to it and if you're not living what he said, you have the power and the right to change. So that's a very long answer to a short question. <laughs> Anything else on that? Do I have any? Um, well, you had a question, but you answered it. So. Oh, what was the question? How to pray. How to pray out your vision slash um, dream that God gave you. It's got to be in tongues. You got You have to. He creates the picture. He's the artist that paints these visions on our heart, the Holy Spirit. And so it has to be what He speaks. Because what is He doing? He's releasing it into us. He's in us, and He's. I, I see it like an orchestra. It's this amazing music that starts to swirl colors and things. And the more you're praying in tongues. The, the, the outline is there and then there's the etching of this and, and the colors and the, the draw the details of everything that you are 
the more you pray in, in the spirit, the more you we let him speak in us and through us, the stronger our faith grows. This is what uh, Jude is saying, building yourself up on your most holy faith. Why? He's assembling you on the inside. This this individual that will not be shaken, your house is being established on the rock. That is Christ. And his mind is forming the thoughts so that the old futile ways of being, suddenly it's like, hey, I'm spirit. I'm alive to God. I'm going to live the spirit life. I don't have to live this low life anymore. What you talking about? I ain't strutting like they do in, you know, that old movie with the white suit. I can tell by the way I lose my walk, you know, that that song, even though it was fun, no, I have a different walk now. I'm hopping, skipping, jumping, flying, floating, whatever, because the Spirit of God is vibing me on a whole different frequency, and it is a jam. See, I can see that stuff. It's language. It's music. It is musical. It is not humdrum. It is not Oh, here I go, living life in the earth. No. Over. Done. Eject. Finish with that. This is, woohoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever song you want to sing, I'm singing in the key of accomplishment. Singing in the key of success. The kingdom keys. Because it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It is the word of God, the love of God, every single fruit from the tree of Jesus, the fruit of the Spirit, the life of God. This is what you resonate. This is what you vibrate. This is what you command. This is what comes looking for you all of a sudden because you're seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Everything else is being added to you. And the discipline comes because it's like, dude, I don't have time to deal with all this river. I'm going back into my little prayer chamber. I'm going to go sit down. I'm going to read. This is my uh, short list. Of books that I'm reading right now and I carry them all over the house I'm not showing you the titles necessarily but I'm showing you that I've got quite a bit going on there and then what I do is because for every book I read <laughs> I have a different uh, notebook that I use to put my notes in see so for every book I have a notebook that is because I'm studying out of these things and these are some of these writers are actually people that I'm blessed to, to have met or to know, uh, getting to know. And so as I'm reading their stuff, it's like awesome because I can even do what? I can text or message the author if I have a question and I can ask them, what are you saying? Do you have any other materials that would take me in depth? I'm not trying to take all their time because I can absorb stuff if I need to. Yes, I can do that. But because uh, <laughs> I, when it comes to the Word of God, I am a sponge and I want to soak up everything. And this for me is amazing. Even that I'm sitting here, it's testimony to talk to you all about that like that. Because you see, it wasn't too long ago I had lost my song. I hadn't sung in a long time. Yes, I am a singer. But what I mean is, I've always been, when I communicate with God, it's, it's always been musical, lyrical, beautiful. That's how I take information in. I'm, that, that's kind of one of my learning ways, is it's, it's easily sung. So I'll make up little ditties and, and things of that sort. And I had stopped singing. I had stopped doing a lot of things, and my voice went to croak. You know, it, it sounded like a frog sometimes. Couldn't find my notes to do any of that, which still takes practice. I haven't quite mastered that yet again, but oh, I shall because I am alive 
It's life that is coursing in from my spirit, in me, the life of God. We're carriers of this. I'm anointed to prosper. That was another one. And I, I just rediscovered these things and started to look at them. Here I am. This is a description of me. I think it might fit you too if you would allow it. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I am anointed of God to speak his word with authority, power, precision, and results. Signs and wonders follow the preaching of his word. When I lay hands on the sick, they recover. When I speak the word of deliverance, it manifests. I agree with God that his word is the only truth, my only truth, and the king in me awakens the king in others. I'm quick to hear, slow to speak, quick to obey. Where the Holy Spirit leads, I follow. That's a description of me. That's what I mean when I say you spend that time and you read those words and all of a sudden they jump up off the page and into your mouth and you go, oh, that's me. That's a recognition of myself. That's a rhema word. I recognize he's talking to me. He's talking about me. And I take this on and I let that word dwell in me richly. I let that word have occupation on the inside. See, that's a kingdom term. I am going to occupy you. That means anything that doesn't fit that word is ejected from the premises inside of me. All of the poison, all of the toxins of the old way of being. Uh, all of the, even for me, the, the ways that I, I used to eat, I'll never go back to that. Because what? Because I like the results? Absolutely that. But because even more important than the results is the why. Because he said because he doesn't put you on a temporary thing. He puts you on the path of success. God puts us on the path of victory and overcoming. And once you overcome, please don't go jumping back into the mess. You see, it's a, a resolve on the inside. Change me. Do whatever you want to do. Do I always like it? No. <laughs> it doesn't feel good, to be honest. And a lot of times it's like, oh, you've got to be kidding. Now I have to do this or that or the other. It feels like that. But when you've made a decision, I don't care how it feels. This is what I'm going to do. Then the feeling doesn't last long. Why? You're actually in the process of praying through. I'm still praying this through. I'm praying this through. I kept saying, I'm going to break the tape. I'm going to finish this thing. I'm going to cross over. Because many people have seen the rise and fall of me physically over the years. But you've never seen the follow through, the finish. And this is what he said. But now I've got a vision. This is what it looks like. And manifestation is in sight. And that is a very different thing from someday, someday, maybe, you know, that's not the song we sing anymore. No, it's always going to be God said it and, and it's mine. He said it and it's mine. He said it and it's my, I see it. I'll even go a uh, little country. I seen it. I seen it. And y'all can't have that. No, I seen it. I seen what God is saying. I seemed it. I seemed it, baby. I seemed it. So I will have it. Okay. So that's pretty much all I'm going to say tonight, I think. Um, <laughs> do I have any final questions? Um, let's see. Anything from New York? Mm -hmm. Or California? Or wherever else y'all happen to be? Because I don't know where anybody is, really, except me and Crystal. We're in my living room. <laughs> okay. Next time, or maybe I'll do a special sometime or another and just share about what it's like um, more into the bride making herself ready. You see, because all of that, that is preparing for marriage. When it happens, you didn't oh. see a date for that. 
But I see him. I hear him. Yes. Okay. This is a good question. Yes. I'm saying it's good. Okay. Um, you said about getting something settled on the inside. Yes. And exactly how do we get something settled? What I mean, what what is it that... Um, give me an example. Okay. Um, you know, you didn't know. Nobody really knew. But in the month of May of this year... I got a message. I, I had thought, let me backtrack to October, September of 2009, um, 2020. And the Lord gave me instructions. He gave me a specific eating plan. And I took the plan and said, thank you. But in my mind, it was temporary. It was thought of more as, okay, I have to eat like this, I have to eat like this, I have to do this. And so I followed, I was functionally obedient, but my heart wasn't changed. And so gradually, you know, you follow it and you follow it, and then you're not getting any more instructions, so you figure, well, maybe we've already, you know, I don't know why you think when you're still not manifested that you're done. But sometimes that's how we think because we're rebellious. And so the rebellion that I was um, allowing to lead me led me astray. And I started compromising and compromising and compromising and compromising until I was no longer obeying. And as I, but I kept telling, oh yes, I'm in obedience. Yes, I'm in obedience. This is why I said I could identify with Saul when he really had that epic fail in, in um, uh, what is it, First Samuel, I think it is. But... Um, <clears throat> The Lord, I, I got around the month of March, April, and I realized you couldn't say, I couldn't say I was maintaining this uh, body change because I was gaining weight. How are you walking in obedience to God and gaining 20 pounds? I don't know, but I managed to do it, and the 20 pounds looked like it was a lot more. And so the Lord sent me a message, letting it be known, this is it. And you are going to have to do this. Now, the message and the, the warning actually was welcome because I was miserable and I knew I was messing up and I did not know how to stop it. And I cried out to him. And the very next day, I got the instructions. And so as I've shared, it was Mother's Day and somebody made me a cake and all of that kind of stuff. But I got the instructions on that Saturday. And I read it on that Sunday. And so since I had that, I asked the, the questions and so forth, and I was given permission. Um, but that Monday, after Mother's Day, when I was looking and reviewing, I also made up my mind. I was going to follow this. And that was it. Now, so what happened? I submitted to the command, to the instructions. And within myself, I purposed with his help, it's always his, but the, but the decision is mine. I purposed, I'm going to follow this to the end. I st suddenly started thinking about breaking the tape. Every other time, I got an instruction, but I did not think about the finish. And I got, I, I've seen the end before, but I never took it to be anything other than hopeless. And I suddenly learned, suddenly, because I think this is how the power of grace starts to work to bring us into obedience. I realized that what he showed me was the end and that I was at the beginning of a, a possibility, an opportunity 
to walk in a supernatural way and attain the will of God, the pleasure of God for my life. So what I'm saying is that and when the temptations came, I became, I have a kind of temperament that I can be very uh, uh, structured. And so all of the lack of discipline had to bow because God had shown me, no, you're an obedient child. And so once I saw I am an obedient child, obedience began to, to, to take its place. In fact, I had, uh, not on purpose, but I was using too much, um, too much of certain types of things. And the Spirit of the Lord sent a message saying, you think that you're obeying, but you're not. So everything stopped. I was like, that's it. Then I'm not eating anything until I hear from him. Now that was different because it was like, but see, the heart has yielded to him, submitted to him. Your quality decision is I'm going to walk in the thing the way you want me to, and I'm not going to look for ways to change it. So as soon as I found out, hey, you're messing up, I had to make the change. I really did. I, I, I was like, I was prepared not to starve. But not to eat until I clearly heard because the vision could not be clouded. It had to be what he's showing. And so in these couple of months that it's been, it has been miraculous because of, uh, the physical is happening. But the miracle, as far as I'm concerned, is the heart to obey him regardless. It has begun to clear the path. And even the word that I got to release tonight, pray this thing all the way. Baby, I'm, ta I, I, I'm not dishing it out and not taking it. This is where we're headed. Let's pray this thing all the way through. It, it solidifies your determination to do this thing all the way, to manifest. I'm, I'm walking in obedience, and, and that can be seen, my congregation, y'all know, because y'all know. So you know what that I'm obeying him. But we've got to get to the breaking of the tape. If you're running a race, you've got to break the tape. So what am I saying? Obedience, walking in obedience, yay, hallelujah, manifesting obedience. That's when the truth is seen. That the thing that he said to do, he, the good work he began, he brought it to completion. And the finished work, oh, that's the work of art. That's the signature of God on it saying this was created, sculpted, shaped by me. So the discipline for back with the arms and doing the other stuff, it's because his vision says now is the time to start letting me manifest through you so that all of a sudden here you are laboring and laboring, going through, walking. It's like how long will it be before we get to whatever it is? And suddenly, what did we read in that scripture? It says, he said, I've declared the end from the beginning and I've taken you on this journey and I've, I've shown you this and I've shown you that. Let me go back to that because that was so cool. And he says, and my counsel shall stand. I'll do all that I, I please, but suddenly I will take you to this place that you didn't even know that it was going to be. Suddenly, okay? You'll see it. Um, first it was just what it was and then I'm going to read this one more time. He said, all of a sudden, I okay, I can't find what I was looking for. Okay. Here, again, Isaiah 48, 48, 3. I have declared from the beginning the former things. They went forth from my mouth. 
and I made them known. Then suddenly I did them, and they came to pass, says the Lord. So walking in obedience will bring you to the place of the suddenly, which is the manifested obedience. One moment you're still looking like you do, the next moment jaw-dropping shock, like what? Yes, because God did it. Your mortgage suddenly paid off your car payment, the healing of your marriage, the manifesting of the mate. It ain't anymore someday, someday. It's like, oh, this is the day that the Lord has made. And all these kind of cool things start happening by the choice to obey, the choice to say, your kingdom come, your will done. Your kingdom come, your will done. I'm not calling for the kingdom. I'm walking in the kingdom and letting the kingdom manifest in me, through me, and then into the lives of others. That's where it starts. So it all starts with a Holy Spirit conversation. You talk to him and then sit still and let him talk to you like you've done tonight. And that's how that happens. Does that help? Thumbs up. I got a thumbs up. So I want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, wow, we actually ran over. Okay, we'll stop now. So I want to say uh, to Astounding Love, a Global Church Fellowship, and uh, More Than Enough Ministries people, we will receive the tithes and offerings. I actually had an offering on board, but I don't know what happened to it. Uh, but we will uh, do that. So the giving in, uh, information is all online. Next week, uh, next Wednesday, we will, I believe, broadcast live again from our studio sanctuary. So uh, this is your last visit in my house for a little while, at least until some of the other holy days. Uh, but I just want to say thank you to you all for being attentive and pulling on this because I, I, I expect, listen to me, when you get that car paid off, when you that mortgage or whatever it is that you're going to pray all the way through, when that manifests, let's have testimonies. Let us know. We want to know. You're praying somebody through. We're going to we praying it all the way through for people that have been on sick beds to rise up. It's not just that we're praying, but we pray in the Spirit. Holy Spirit, show me what you want me to see. Let me walk with you into that place where we say to Lita Kumi, get up, rise up, young one. Get up and be healed in the name of Jesus. You're already healed. Now, we have released life into you for this to manifest, whatever it happens to be. I want testimonies. I will be a visual testimony in a very short period of time because there is no way I'm going to give you all this juicy goodness and not walk in it for myself. <laughs> I want to manifest too! <laughs> so, um, anything? That's it? Great message. Everybody waving, everybody smiling. We all doing that. We're gonna work on the arms. You know, I do my lifting, and I'm learning how to do some of my punching again because I really like doing stuff like that. It lets the violence out. But none of this. Stop being so nosy. We'll talk about it another day. Birdie, have a wonderful evening and so forth. Because girl, I love you. We love you, and look forward to seeing you soon. And to all of my New York uh, folks, and to our Southern California, our Northern California. Our Texas friends, um, our Canadian friends, I'm just by faith saying wherever you happen to be, St. Louis and all of the rest of you, wherever you are, I release the power of the love of God to absolutely transform your life. And from this moment, that power of his life enters into your 
your physical bodies and into your lives, your finances, your relationships, wherever you have need of it. Let that power begin to work in you and for you. And join us on Sunday for Biblical Solutions for Life, where our apostle, Dr. Baker, will be in on this platform. And I am going to just, I just want to sit and listen. But I want to thank you so much for this time. I am Pastor Lunzing Lee of Astounding Love, a Global Church Fellowship, 1914 Trade Zone Boulevard, San Jose, California, 95131. Phone number 408-945-4439. Website www.astoundinglove.org. And stay tuned. Go to the website. We're going to show you things about a conference, Loving Unity in uh, taking place in Ar Fayetteville, Arkansas in the month of October. We'll show you some of the other wonderful things that are taking place. Just stay tuned for wonderful things. I release the prayer over your seed that it multiplies and grows, that you pray it all the way through till you see the harvest. And um, I think that's all I have to say tonight. I love you with God's astounding love. This is Lunzing Lee with Crystal Kemp. And we are uh, saying thank you for tuning in for tonight's Kingdom Conversation. Good night. Good night.